Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Late Night with Ride or Die. I'm here with my super, super good friend and not too far neighbor, uh, Jules, aka Cobra. So stoked to have you here, buddy. How are you? Uh, I'm good, dude. Thank you so much for bringing me on. It's it's a pleasure. I've enjoyed all the other podcasts, so looking forward to this one. <laughs> this one's going to be a little bit different um, because yeah. you do a variety of things, and actually, you are my best friend in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is <laughs> IRL. <laughs> yeah. So we know each other. This is going to be a little bit different than the other ones, besides the Yayo podcast that I just released. Uh, I do know you in real life, and we do <laughs> hang out very often. We just got sushi last week. Yes, sir. Which was very good in the middle of a pandemic. It w- we waited one and a half hours for sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I just got to say, man, I I couldn't believe the wait time i get it they're backed up all that but you know i asked i think what was it three different people (laughs) i made a second order and i was like hey could i get this roll please they're like oh sure bring it right out you know 20 minutes go by 30 minutes and we're just like oh what the fuck (laughs) i have to say that was like the funniest thing because the the lady kept looking at you yeah (laughs) she kept coming and she was like are you done it's like no we're not done we have we're waiting (laughs) we're waiting for the roll that like we we both ordered like what like one or two rolls each yeah 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 it was one came out at a time bring the food out at once (laughs) please yeah that was that was funny at least she was nice but she she checked in a little too often and then didn't get the order (laughs) so that was funny that's like the first time i've been uh well the the my voice cracked (laughs) i swear i'm uh, almost 23 but uh, the first um place we went to uh during quarantine was that greek place downtown and that was really good yeah and you know it's a whole new like ball game down there in downtown specifically like eating out during all of this it feels like so like weird i don't know it's It's just strange yeah, it's a strange feeling, man. And, you know, everyone's got their masks on for good reason, as you should. But it's just it's a whole it's a whole new thing, really. The world's, yeah. uh, gonna be well, they lock down. Yeah, they lock down like the, the downtown portion of our city so they can put like tables and chairs and people can like chill and eat at the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. But it's getting yeah. like, super busy, uh, in my opinion, kind of dirty, like they're yeah. cleaning <laughs> stuff. And it's like it's kind of nasty, like. To be honest, like I don't see like the point of eating out like like yeah. excessively like that during a pandemic. But like once in a while, like you and I, have, the only times I've been to a restaurant and sat down were the times with you, which mm-hmm. is the Greek place and the sushi place. Yep. And uh, those places where I find like the cleanest, I think those yeah. were like probably the cleanest and nicest people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'll say, too, I think that obviously they, they've got to support local businesses and keep them all open. But it is a little little uh strange that they want to make that their priority hey guys let's go grab a fucking beer in the middle of a global pandemic like you have a brew <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, i'm not but, hey I'm, yeah i'm not like fully comfortable with like just sitting down and just like opening my leg and just be like oh yeah give me yeah. that food <laughs> like what the yeah hell? you know it is it is pretty stressful for me too like i enjoyed the food that we got but i'll just be sitting there thinking man there's like fucking 10 other people around us right now i gotta keep my my mask on keep my distance you know all yeah. of that but well you and i are homebodies and i know a lot of your time is spent at home just like me mm-hmm. we kind of we work on things we uh <clears throat> excuse me we do a lot of uh work at home i do like photoshop video stuff and yeah stuff for my brand and you do a lot of uh now you do video game streaming which Mm -hmm. is really cool so you got into that recently how's that going honestly man that's been you know because i do make music but i i was finding that i do enjoy 
other things too, not just solely, oh, I'm fucking making music 24 hours a day, 365. Like, you know, it's that's the priority of my life, music. But I also find that stepping away from that every now and then and uh, uh, throwing yourself into your other passions is cool too, you know, kind of just as you do in a way with, you know, you'll have ride or die, but you're also, you have a side project going on too musically. So that's kind of what I, what I, um, discovered gaming as you know because i've dude i've i've played games since i was like maybe 10 years old 11 years old you know so it's something that's second nature to me just as music is um so taking it more competitively and actually uploading clips you know it gives gives me something else to do that's also productive at the end of the day um just as music is for me so it's it's been pretty fun i i love hopping on twitch and and doing dumb shit with the voice so it's a cool time (laughs) absolutely no i've i'm I'm kind of new to like Twitch. I just made an account like, but I haven't, I've never streamed on it, but I was watching your stuff and I was watching a couple other like people that I was just like seeing on the front page and stuff. That's a pretty difficult like job, honestly. Like I see that some people have like crazy setups and like things that they do. And some people don't have crazy setups and they still make a ton of money. I guess it just depends on who you are, but I think it looks fun. Like if it's like what you want to do, it's like really fun. I think, you know, especially with music too, a lot of, a lot of producers, you know, hop on there and stream like just video games you know it, it's kind of like right. a new platform to expose your personality and just hang out and people can right. come and watch you know so well it's kind of uh, like i wanted to ask how you feel about like things like like tiktok and twitch now because like do you yeah. think it's important for a musician to be on those platforms because like show a little bit of your personality yeah i you know in my opinion i believe that to be somebody who people like kind of look up to and even like or want to listen to their music you have to like know who the fuck that person is at, to some degree like they can't just be an invisible like oh i guess you could say marshmallow like he doesn't ever show his face but he also streams on twitch sometimes like sure. he'll play call of duty and and talk a little bit so i think that things like tiktok and oh he talks twitch, yeah he'll he'll talk very rarely you ever heard him talk in an interview his voice never is heard funny him talk. <laughs> i've never heard him <laughs> it's pretty talk. funny interesting He'll say he'll say a few words every now and then from what I know. I maybe I'm wrong, but I've I'm pretty sure I've seen a clip of him and he said something. But yeah, man, I th- I think TikTok personally, you know, I know there's some debate on all that with you know whether it was gonna get banned or not, but I th- I think that it's a really cool platform and it it lets people it's almost it, it feels like what was that app around a long time ago? Vine. Vine? Oh yeah. Vine was like the precursor yeah. for a lot of yeah. people's comedy careers. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's given people a lot of you know a lot of new celebrities um, their whole entire career can be owed to TikTok. So that's that's true. Yeah, no, it's something like I, I enjoy doing it. Like I don't I don't like go into it like say like, oh yeah this one is going to make me viral. Like first yeah 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 you can't do things just for the reason to get viral. Like you should do it because it's fun and like that's what I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like you like you're doing Twitch and stuff. It's like because you're doing because you have a love for video games, not because you want to exactly. like make money off your fans no no do things like that and that that's a whole nother you know that's a thing in the twitch community that surprisingly gets shit on quite a bit like if you're on twitch and you're like you know oh where the fuck are my subscribers oh why aren't you guys fucking donating they'll shit on you because they know like dude that's not what it's about Mm -hmm. you know you're there to have a good time not about building a community yeah exactly where people can come and, and hang out and whatnot um there's one streamer i won't mention her name but she got a lot of fucking backlash because she would just say in the middle of her streams like, oh, where's my where's my money today, guys? Why is no one subscribing? It's like, <laughs> dude, where's the fucking, you know, I don't know. She's just not grateful at all for what she has and the 
the community that she's built. I'm really glad. Okay, so a couple of years ago, we had we had platforms like you know like, well, I mean, we still have Instagram and stuff like that. But like, we're we're getting a lot of community based platforms like Discord and like the rise yeah. of Reddit now. And yep. like, it reminds me of forum culture where, like, I was on like ultimate guitar forum and like pearl drummers forum when i was a kid and it was like just a bunch of people that you knew were into the same things as you mm-hmm. and that's what's cool is i think there's more community-based platforms that are coming out rather than just like let me post a picture show off and just make everybody hate me almost <laughs> here with my lamborghini and my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying you don't see that stuff yeah. anymore remember like those like pyramid scheme ads that you were seeing on just every video you'd click on and now I feel like you have to be real. I feel like the the TikTok thing is just a sense of transparency and you get to see into someone's life. And it reminds me of like old MySpace content where like people would just take their yeah. GoPro and just you get to see like a band setting up. I used to love that kind of content when I was a kid, like not overly produced, um, acted, scripted crap. Like <laughs> that stuff right. has a place, but it's also beautiful when you see like people you know, with their hair messed up in like exactly. pajamas, just talking about their new record or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's what I'm saying. I think that truthfully, Instagram specifically has its pros, but it has a long list of cons in the sense of how toxic it can it can be to people who are on the rise of trying to be successful in their, you know, whatever you are, because you'll look and see see people's finest moments displayed like on this fucking gallery, like, oh, wow, this person has a Lambo. This person lives in fucking Malibu, but you don't ever see their bad days. You know, when Instagram was at its prime of content, <laughs> if you will. But now I think we're kind of stepping away from that and realizing how um, detrimental that is to people's mental health specifically. So um, yeah, that's that's what I think about Instagram. But I'm glad it's, I'm definitely glad it's changing. Um, Do you think um, the whole like, um, like Gary V style, like content pushing kind of thing mm-hmm. stuff is important as an artist. Like, or, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of kids now who like are one to get into the, I'm a creative, I'm a, this, right, I'm right. a that I'm a, I'm a streamer. I'm a, you know, and it's just like, they'll, you know, they'll follow these influencer guys, like, you know, like uh, yeah. Gary V with big personalities that will tell them you mm-hmm. need to be posting seven times a day or this, or you're not grinding yeah. and this and that. And that could be, very stressful for a kid mm-hmm. because they don't know the difference between doing what they love and creating content just to make content. Right. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I think that with him specifically, I like him hands down. Me too. I think, yeah, yeah, I know you do. And I, yeah. I think that uh, I love his positivity aspect of all mm-hmm. of this. He's not there to destroy Like, like he says, he's not know, negative. Yeah. I want to build the biggest building in town because I want to build the biggest building in town, not because I want to tear other people's buildings down. You know, I love that aspect, but I will agree with you on the fact that I think, yes, you need to be active. You need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, but also you got to be happy, man. I don't know that you can, and not, you know, he's, he's pretty strong on this too. He, he's all about the happiness first before anything else, but I agree his, his content's a little like, you need to do this, you know, push it out, go, go, go. And I think that that could potentially intimidate a bunch of people you know because it's it's not easy to release content that you're happy with let alone content that other people are happy with you know what i mean so i i think getting a combo of like oh is this something that people are going to tune into but also i really love what i just released that combination right there is very hard to achieve and the added stress of feeling like you have to release a million things in one day that that could be a terrible um, 
concoction for fucking failure, if you ask me. But absolutely. Um, well, you and I are both big advocates for the whole mental health thing. We're all about like keeping balance and we talk about this almost every time we hang out. We always like yeah. we we catch up on how we've been doing through the week and just uh, yeah, it's it's such an important part to be balanced. You know, like yeah. make time for your friends, your dogs, your family. <laughs> yes, yes, you know if you know, and it, it's it's good. It's it's you know you make time for your girlfriend. You go and see mm-hmm. her. And you take breaks from your phone and you do this. Yes, thing. you do these things, and that's that's a perfect way to live because if you're just yeah. Mister Grind Pants. Yeah. You miss out can, on life. Yeah. It, it can, if you live your life too fast in the sense of like, like what you just said, you're, you're going to, you're going to miss out on a bunch of things, man. Um, taking it day by day is something that I always find helps not worrying about the past, but also not worrying too far into the future. You can only control from, you know, there's 24 hours in the fucking day. You sleep for eight of them or whatever. You can only control from 8 a.m. till fucking. 10 p.m. whenever you go to bed you can't control tomorrow you can't control the previous day so i i just i find that um taking it taking it slow man is is the way to go you've got plenty of time on this planet um god forbid something terrible happens but (laughs) those are the variables of life right so that's like i mean you and i were predicting that the world was like like we 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 had this talk like a couple years ago Mm -hmm. we were sitting in your kitchen i was like you know wouldn't it be crazy we sit we were we were in grind mode a couple years ago And we were working a lot and doing stuff and like I was in the early stages of my brand and you were just you were really young at the time. You were like 18, 17 and uh, you're 20 now. And yeah, I mean, you were starting out really young. We were just kind of getting our foot in the door and then we were just like, man, imagine like working like this hard. And then (laughs) we just like completely forget about everything because some I don't know, a meteor hits the earth or some crazy thing happens. And look what happened. Like we all had to kind of remember where we came from at this point and just <laughs> during this pandemic and just take a step back. And I've been enjoying nature more. I've been going to parks more doing things that I, I probably do more now, like things that are, I guess, good for me. Like I actually work out now and I right. <laughs> I meditate a little bit. I, I drink good coffee. I'm, I'm drinking a good cup right now. I'm doing right. things that make me feel good. But sometimes we forget when we're just hanging out and we're we're out all the time and we don't we're not paying attention. We're we're too focused on yeah, I don't know, crap that just doesn't matter. Bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. So yeah, yeah I mean it, life can just hit you like that. <laughs> it really it really can. And you know what? I'll say that um I've found more detachment in the idea that obviously everything here is temporary. Like, bro, you could you could go and make $300 million or whatever. And that's great. Like you should, because we're here anyway, make the most of it, but that shit's going to go away, man. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Go to fucking heaven with or wherever with 300 mil? Like, no, bro, that shit's You don't take here. it with you. Yeah. You don't take it with you. It's so you're building a legacy essentially for yourself and for your kids. And- exactly. Yeah. And I think that people forget that. I think people forget that the Reaper doesn't see race, doesn't see any of that stuff. It comes for everybody, man. So Absolutely, know. man. We're all going to die at the end of the day, and yeah. you can't cheat it. And yeah, and I know that sounds a little uh, hardcore, but well, it is it, true. It's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth, man. I, you know, And I think that that alone throughout quarantine has made me happier, ironically. Because it's Absolutely. like, hey, man, just take it day by day. Enjoy it. There's nothing else to do. Like, Do what you want to do. Do what you fucking love. Do it to the best that you can. 
and then just chill, right? I mean, that's all. It's pretty simple in practice in a way. So Right. Well, before I get into like kind of like your early kind of years and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. before we get into that. Sure. You just you had a really cool job recently where you were doing you were uh, doing sound and like stuff yep. like for a for a really popular theater out here. Yeah. And uh yeah, that 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 was really cool. Yeah, so um when I was 16, I was a part of my high school's play production program and, you know, before that point in my life, I di- it's not that I didn't care about school, but I wasn't somebody who was like when I applied myself, I got straight A's, but then when I didn't apply myself, I was like, ah, what the fuck is the point anyway? Type of thing. But the one class that I found really interesting and fruitful was the tech class. It uh, taught me a lot of skills that I don't think many people have, like as far as hard work and responsibilities specifically, like, you know, completing your homework is one thing, but handling a live demonstration and making sure that it goes well, that's a whole nother ballgame that that's like another level of responsibility because in the professional world, like specifically live entertainment, your your job as like a tech person, whether it's sound, lighting, um, visuals, even the actors, like you're there to present something to the world and to the people who are present and to make it look good and to make it professional and not look like a piece of shit. So um, essentially that class is what got me, landed me a job at one of the premier theaters. Um, in our area and i'm well currently I've, <laughs> nothing's happening there but um before that i was the technical coordinator so i would talk to the clients determine what they needed as far as like oh, okay you have you know this is the runtime of the show this is what we're trying to do um this is how many mics we need this these are the projections we're going to play this is the lighting we want you know so i would go through and literally manage three sections of the show audio visuals and lightings uh, and I would just, you know, do the best that I could to make it all look good. Um, and I, I think that, again, because in that world, money is at the is on the line. It's like people are paying X amount of dollars to come into your space and put it, present a fucking show. So they want it to go well, you know, and being that person there who is responsible for all of those things. It's like it all comes back to you. So if one thing goes wrong, it's your it's your ass. <laughs> well, the cool thing about that is I think you have actual like live show experience and live tech experience that I think a lot of up and coming artists don't have, like they don't understand um, that money is on the line and time is on the line and that how to make the engineer's life a little bit easier, make sure you're prepared. I think now that I'm sure like when you decide to go on tour, when this like thing is over that you're not going to show up empty handed, you know what they need, what kind of cables and what kind of stuff like they need. (laughs) And that's the best part about it, man, because obviously I'm a, I'm a producer first, more so than anything. Um, when, I, when I get to going back out and playing live shows, it's really simple for me to show up and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm here to perform. Uh, what do you need from me? And I, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'll just give it to him right away, you know, as opposed to an artist who comes in ill-prepared, um, comes off as a bit, a bit too cocky and like, oh, well, you're the audio guy. Just fucking handle it. You know, now I can actually be respectful to those guys who, don't make very good money for what they do uh, more times than not. But. Yeah. Cause I was just in a band. Uh, I'm like, we, we played one of your shows and yeah. Uh, yep. Cause you coordinate, you've coordinated a couple shows out here. Yeah. And uh, two one at the yeah, moment. <laughs> yeah. Two. And th- those were awesome. The last one, I did a little ride or die pop up, which was fun. Yep. 
And uh, the first one I played uh, as a solo project. I used to have a little like, I don't know what what you'd want to call it. I guess like a rap pop kind of thing. And then like a, um, I played drums for another band, and we had played that show. And yeah, like our couple of members that were in my band were kind of just like being dicks and just not like being team players. And I think that's kind of unfair sometimes because it's good to it's good to always come prepared and like they they didn't even know anything about gear and like they're coming <laughs> in like like I remember the what's his name the who was who was the tech that was working that night or the the oh yeah the, um, the guy what's his name actually ironically uh, he was in a really big pop punk band his name is uh, Daniel Shapiro he's from what what was the band name oh it was that uh the word alive the word alive yes metalcore metalcore man was a metalcore <laughs> yeah super yeah, super dope was, yeah and you know i will say on that show it was my my very first time kind of orchestrating it from the point of like the person who's in charge of everything like the show coordinator so my lack of experience was definitely carried heavily by fucking daniel and bro he killed it like that's easily dude he was in there boom 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 everything was done Everything was perfect. That guy was incredible at what he did. I do not have the greatest drum kit. Like I have like, like, I guess like nice, like symbols that I've bought over the years, but my actual drum kit, I've never gotten to like sound amazing. And just the way he had like oh, tuned dude. me up and dampened my bass drum and mic'd it as well. And he was just such a lovely guy to like work with, yeah. even though we were just a bunch of like stupid kids. Like, yeah, he... literally. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool because I was a big fan of the word alive when he was in the band and I saw mm-hmm. them at Warp Tour in Carson, California, 10 years prior to that show, which was yep. kind of weird. And I didn't recognize him the entire night. And I kept telling my friends, I feel like I know this guy and I don't know where <laughs> I know him from. Yeah. And then I didn't find out until like later on. But like, uh, you know, he was so, so cool. And that was where was that at? Los Globos? That was Los yes, Globos, Los Globos in uh, I think it's called Silver Lake, California, right? Yeah. Silver yeah, Lake, Silver yeah. Lake. Yeah. And it's funny, too. Uh, yeah, it is. Los Globos is in Silver Lake, I believe. Uh, unless it's in something no, called Silver Lake, Lake is near Glendale, I think. Let's find out uh, real quick. Yeah, because that was that was a super well put on show. That was like fun. Like, yeah, it's Silver Lake actually. Oh, what's over there? Okay, yeah. Then I'm then I'm being stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I well I didn't know because there's also like there's a bunch of lake names in the valley here. There is <laughs> West Lake fucking there's tons of shit out here. I think I was thinking West Lake, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was um, fun. No, that was such a good time. And I think truthfully, you know, it's it's a lot of work. I with no tears this year, I'll probably be obviously due to COVID ch- chilling on all the live shows. But even beyond that, um, until I'm at a point where I'm able to really go all out on them, I think I'll be focusing on touring when things get back to fucking normal. Whatever well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your uh, your music and No Tears and uh, some of that kind of stuff. So I want to. So when I first met you, you were like super into like uh, like old school trap, like Future and like Dude. Wayne and like things like that, like like the real the real yeah in the gutter <laughs> stuff, like in the trenches, like that Chief Keef mm-hmm. that was a big one, and I, and I was I, into that too, and that's how we met. Yeah, and I I think it's hilarious because obviously we're both like suburban kids. There's like that fucking uh, stigma about that but i you know i have the utmost respect for what those guys did and the path that they paved for the whole fucking rap community probably in a way not even knowing that they were doing so you know at the time 
Um, but yeah, man, I used to be, a, I'm still, in, I still turn on Chief Keef to this day or Future or anybody. Same here. <laughs> Those guys, specifically Future, you know, March Madness is one of my favorite songs, as you know. I'll fucking listen to that for the next however long. I still so. think that was really cool when one of our friends uh, was selling, or her, one of our friend's dads uh, owns like an arcade place out here and he was, oh yeah, that's right. And he was selling an arcade a couple of arcade machines to chief keith which was really yep. really cool and i heard him on the phone i had worked there for a <laughs> single day yeah and 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 quit ultimately because I, that is like some back-breaking work and yeah. I, I literally wanted to, to die after the first day i was so sore yeah. but it was so cool hearing him on the phone but you dude like those guys were like mega role models to me they taught me how to be like confident i guess at like a at a young yeah. age like i wasn't totally into like the culture but like I'd like to take things from everybody as I'm sure you do too. You were never like a major, like you weren't into drugs and guns and stuff as a kid. No. You, were, you were not living that life like they were. No, of course. And that's, you know, you always take that into consideration. Like I don't pretend to be somebody I'm not when I, I just appreciate it for the, the aspect of, you know, what they really did for the rap community. Cause you wouldn't really have rap as it is. If it wasn't for future, I'd say specifically that guy fucking really did some cutting edge shit when he was a lot, young. not even like, dirty sprite or anything beyond that in 2008 he was out there fucking doing shit that no one else was doing you know so i i think that that's really turned rap into what it is today specifically with the auto-tune stuff and the you know soundcloud rap that could probably all be traced back to wayne and future you know and like chief keep and a couple other people that i'm probably missing obviously but um yeah man but i i used to i still rock snapbacks i still <laughs> We're in the stove. You're one of the last few that actually <laughs> rocks the snapback, and I love that. Yeah, man. No, I, so I miss like all that, and and I think the well, I think the really cool thing is you were the only person in my town, and that's how I met you because I was like, <laughs> well, I tell, was making, tell him, tell him how, <laughs> tell him how you told your other friend, like, oh, he knows <laughs> when you saw that picture of me. Yeah, no, like. uh <laughs> <laughs> I just well I, I had I'd seen a picture of you you were at like I guess like a party or like something mm-hmm. and you were like a lot younger but you were hanging out with this other dude who who you know yeah <laughs> who's super corny but uh um yeah like he was in a picture with uh, with you and I I clicked on your profile and I guess like I saw that you made trap beats and you also lived in my town and turns out you live like right down the street literally yeah block away <laughs> yeah and uh which was really cool that you were the only producer that I knew in the vicinity, but you were like insane because you were like at like you were sixteen at the time. I think mm-hmm. I was like eighteen. I think I yep. was eighteen, and uh, you were making like these insane. I think you were fifteen actually. No, I I was uh, yeah. You <laughs> met me right but be- right before my sixteenth, and you know I was. Shit. I yeah. learned the. Uh, I learned from YouTube specifically. Like I just looked up all the tutorials and you're an everything. OG FL user, like, <laughs> and you're still with FL. Mm-hmm. like yeah mm-hmm. fucking crazy like you were i remember going to your house because i was doing a little project and i wanted some trap beats on some of my vocals and oh my god dude like i've never seen someone like know every hotkey on fl which you eventually ended up teaching me everything that i know about like music production i i tried <laughs> but I mean, like, you're a great producer and you know but you've give yourself credit man you learned too you know you learned a lot of shit on your own as well but oh, i fuck. i gave you the i gave you the <laughs> core hot keys that you needed the control the b sauce. yeah control b <laughs> control b yeah. is like copy and pasting an fl studio is like the way of the world yeah. uh, but we were using 
you had Nexus and Omnisphere and like you were just you for a 15 year old making like these crazy crazy beats like yeah how was that at that time like was it was it hard being like a, a kid and you were trying to like mm-hmm. show well, your beats look, off and stuff being taken seriously yeah that's a that's a good question I think that luckily my my father who is also a musician understood the art you know, more so than another person and my, and my mom too, in a lot of senses, but my dad certainly, you know, cause he always bought cool computers and stuff. He understood like, okay, you know, I see what you're doing and, and maybe I can help you in, in a couple ways. So I think that luckily I had support from both of my parents, but as far as friends go, I think no one besides like you and my actual real core group of friends, you know, really understood what the fuck I was doing. And it took a little bit of time in our city specifically for other people that were more distant friends of mine to go, Oh, Jules on the, like, you know, they just, Oh, what's up Jules? Oh, this and that before that started happening, you know, it's, it was a little bit of a growing process on my end of actually putting together decent beats and having people recognize me for yeah. doing such. Well, you, know, you became for, like a stuff. local celebrity for, for a little bit. Like people wanted to in a way with yeah. you and all mm-hmm. anyone who was doing rap, or anything in like yeah. era, like the 2017 2018 era like you <laughs> yeah. were you were the guy that was recording them and you had yeah. that studio that you were yep um that as well that uh that you were working with uh, another person and then people were coming through and mm-hmm. big hangs there that was that was where the good yeah, days was, that was a good time man and you know for I, I think you know i don't even mean to sound like quote unquote cocky or anything but i think compared to other people who wanted to get into music i'm very fortunate that i got exposed to all of that when i was so young i mean you know some people go to school for that and and it, and there's nothing wrong with that like it you know for other people it it just maybe didn't happen when they were younger but i'm i'm so happy i think you know i'm just thankful every day that i was able to at the age of 15 start to really realize what music production was and i I taught myself everything just based on the interest of it. You know, I was so fascinated with it at the time. I'd, I'd watch tutorials for fucking hours, man. So, um, but the studio, that was a cool place, man. Um, yeah, we used to, we used to be in there quite a bit recording whoever, you know, quite a few people. So many, so many interesting people. would roll <laughs> Right. <through. laughs> Let me tell you, man, like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That I I I had my share of laughs of how many absolute fucking ass rappers would come in, but hey, there was some good stuff though. Yeah. There was some good stuff we did, and uh, you're you're working with uh, a guy right now who we went. I guess we went to school with because I, I don't think he was. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Zach. He's you know, dude. He's got like a. I, I tell him this all the time through through text because I haven't really seen him since quarantine. Or even before that, because we kind of like lost uh, connect for whatever reason. But, you know, he hits me up to make some of his music at times and I'll just text them back. Like hearing the hearing the track unmixed, I'm like, dude, this is bouncy. I like this. You're you're fucking like voice is so unique, dude. Major yeah. shout out to Zach because yeah, I met man. you a couple times and yeah, your music is absolutely great. Like you were you were playing that uh, some of his stuff for me because none <laughs> of it. Yeah, none of it feels like like the other rap that I've heard around this area, like he's just so like, like that's what he does. You know, that's, I can just tell when he's in the fucking recording process, he loves doing that shit yeah. and like playing with nuance. Like you can hear a lot of detail in his, in his uh, recordings and whatnot. So 
Well, I think what's beautiful is we don't have much of like a, a local scene here. I've said this on so mm-hmm. many podcasts, but we don't have we don't have much of a local like I'd say like I mean we have people that like bedroom rap and like things like that, but we don't have like a scene where people are playing shows and just like have this community and like people support people. So, and I think you and I was it was always our goal to like because we 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 work we work a lot together. You helped me with pretty much the entirety of the first year of ride or die and like the, <laughs> probably like the first two yeah the first like year and a half you were pretty much doing all my photoshop stuff and like all yeah that stuff. i tried tried we, you were really helping me with uh and trying to create a scene and i and i know you have a vision for that too that you want to create mm-hmm. like something that's nice and good for our area because you know you put on that show that, yeah. that was at the theater and that was really great that was really fun yeah uh ironically that's i put it on at the th- the theater that I work at, it was pretty convenient. <laughs> Not too many people can do that at their workplace. So shout out to my workplace, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we use that B room like upstairs. Oh, yeah. So sick. But, you know, and it shout out to uh, Synthetic. He he came through with his lighting setup. Um, the dope guy. But also, yeah, I, I think that our area is interesting being that it's the media capital of essentially like, dare I say, the country. I mean, Disney's here, Nickelodeon's here, Cartoon Network is here, fucking and yet Warner we have Brothers no is here. like music scene. But I've never been to a show in Burbank. Question mark? Like, isn't that uh, isn't that a little weird though? We don't yeah. have a proper venue like R.I.P. Backside Records because that was like yeah. the only place that you could go for a show. Like, is there even a club in Burbank? <laughs> is there a fucking like there's that one place, place the blue room or but i think that's like a i think that's just like a bar jazz that's a lounge bro or a lounge yeah that's not even a club <laughs> like listen dude you gotta drive fucking at the lead at the bare minimum at good traffic 30 fucking minutes to get to a club from where from the media capital of the fucking country you know so i feel like the only people that are doing like the clubs and venues are like the armenians they have like really cool like yeah. like like uh What's banquet halls yeah banquet uh, halls yeah they're but they're on the club side though there's no doubt like that place on glen oaks you know when they had their shit open like i saw the door when it was i saw inside the club yeah. when it was open it looks like a decent place but you know i don't know what kind of shows they do there i've never seen a fucking lineup there well i'm life, like i'm so. i'm half armenian guys so like when when uh when we do like parties and stuff it's uh we usually have like a live band and like kind mm-hmm. of stuff because i know like like major Armenian artists, uh, like Armen Cheek is like a really famous Armenian artist over here. He lives in Burbank, yeah. and uh, I know I think Glendale has Glendale's our neighboring city, so I think Glendale ha- actually has like a lot of clubs like that and like banquet halls and like yeah. things like that. But we don't have anything. But we don't have like music venues for bands. That's yeah, I've the never, I've never seen like a, I've never seen a place where i can show up and go oh i want to listen to this artist or like you know that's that just doesn't happen here so it's kind of sad like, bro because i feel like there would be like a there would be a market for it i'm telling you right now man when i am able to financially afford it i may consider even just fucking owning a club here in burbank like in a downtown spot like that would be the only place actually that i can think of is uh it's called burbank bar and grill but again that's more of a bar that's not like a music venue but, I've heard, yeah, I've heard the music upstairs, like with the they go like yeah. crazy with the smoke machines and shit. Yeah, they have a DJ <laughs> up there from time to time, but like you know, I'm talking about a place where I can go. Okay, let's bring in fucking Shoreline or like you know rap groups and like have people come and watch a show, not eat a fucking grilled cheese. You know, is Shoreline Mafia from our area? Because 
Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where they originated from. I think it's from the Bay Area because short shoreline. Mo- uh, don't quote me on that. I could be completely off. But I do know that I went to school with people who hung out with them right, here right. in the Valley. So well, I know Master Cato was like cool with with me and my old uh, business partner like yep. a couple of years ago. And I think he went to Burroughs. I have no idea. I don't I don't know where. But I, I met him at a football game when he was like yeah. 15. And I yeah. was like 15 or I don't know if he was older than me or whatever. But uh, yeah, then he got like big. I don't know what Shoreline Mafia is doing now because they seem to kind of just fell off the face of the earth. But they uh, no, I think they've actually or maybe I'm not paying attention. No, they they've released quite a bit. Um, maybe not, you know, what they were doing a couple months ago, but they've certainly. Oh, you know what? I take that back. They aren't a group anymore. Like there, there's only there's less members than there were before or they split up. I don't I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure OGZ and like who's the other guy? Uh the other main guy, not Kato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The other That'd the be. other main guy, they're, you know, dope rappers, but I think that they yeah, I think they're not a group anymore. For my they blasted on the scene. Like they kind of put like the valley on the map as far as yeah. rap. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to them like a lot when when they first came out and then mm-hmm. I slowly slowly got out of the rap scene for a while just cuz I found it a little bit toxic. Yeah. Um yeah. And you did too. Like now, you make EDM like stuff. Yes. You do a lot of like hard bass stuff, which yes. is but it's like super unique. Like you've used like arcade kind of like sounds, mm-hmm. and, like these like cool like little like video game influences. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What kind of uh, stuff are you working on right now? I, I want to know about that. Yeah, definitely. So you know, obviously, I started the Cobra project maybe nine months ago. You know, eight months ago. It wasn't too long ago. It's been within a year. Um, but I, that was a culmination of me taking my trap influences as jewels and, you know, my newfound love for, you know, I loved dubstep in 2010, but in the years between, we all did. I, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't really listen to it. But then I found the new stuff like rhythm and, and hard bass and um, death step and all that kind of stuff. And that's, I wanted a name that was a little more like, like in your fucking face, like this is intense shit. So I came up with, with Cobra, pretty simple, you know generic easy <laughs> very marketable with the snake branding and all that um i'll get into that too but yeah i've just i've just been taking time to develop a sound that i'm in love with personally i don't want to come off as another rhythm dj or another dubstep artist because there's a lot of them out there right now let me tell you and they're all very talented cl- insane mixes heavy ass bass all that kind of stuff but you know, I'm I'm trying to switch it up a bit, man. You know, take some of my trap background and um, love for that kind of music and blend it into like literally rhythm and death step and all that kind of stuff. Um, and even fuck around with some, some, you know, I'll when I release new music, you'll you'll see. Um, I'll I'll send you some snippets too. But you know, I've been making some just weird shit as well. Not even yeah. You kind of re-got anything me into that, that fits a norm. Yeah, like I wasn't I was like an OG dubstep fan, like Knife Party, like stuff like that, like <laughs> Bass Nectar yeah. when it like first came out because it was like closely related to the Warp Tour scene at the time. And uh, like, you know, Big Chocolate and those guys. But um, then I stopped listening to EDM because it kind of got like a little radio corny for a while. But yeah. then like the underground stuff came out and then you were showing me a lot of that stuff and I got kind of into it back and uh into it again and we went to that like little rave thing what was that name of that festival? yeah uh project z yeah project z that was like 
super fun, super long. I feel like you have to be like fucked up on drugs and I'm, I'm straight edge. So, <laughs> so I, I'm s- sober the whole time and I'm just like dying. Cause like the, the girl we went with is just going crazy. And I'm just sitting here like, how are you alive yeah. anymore? I'm already dead. <laughs> right. I, you know, I think that, um, <laughs> you know, bro, let me tell you, it's, Shows are tiring and they're super cool because they're reminiscent of Warp Tour in a way because they there's so much fun, dude, like like bright colors and like it just reminded me of good times like I but and that bass was so thick, man. I've never felt something like that in my entire (laughs) life. That was like insane. Let me tell you, though, I I think that. um, (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But uh, (laughs) being somebody who, you know, I dare I say I drink like very so often in the year. Like, you know, I don't do drugs. I'm not into that stuff either. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm there obviously because of the musical aspect. Um, but man, the, the sonics that they get at a show like that, the first time I went, I was blown away because, you know, I had found the music, but the live setting is a whole nother thing. Like when you go to the show, it's almost better. And you, it's almost better. You see excision on the stage yeah. and fucking like, it's just there and like the bit when you're on the front row too the whole sub stack is in, in your fucking face you can just feel the bass from the very tip of your head all the way down to your toes and it's just it's such a cool thing you know i encourage everybody to go don't do drugs though but go and you know check out a heavy bass show next when they come around <laughs> <laughs> just take them we won't hurt you <laughs> everyone was like super nice and no one forced me to do anything that I didn't want to do. And uh, yeah, everyone's super respectful and you know, it's like a whole like peace and love hippie kind of thing. And yeah, that's, that's the new thing that they've kind of added to that scene before it was like raver kind of party. Like you said, Skrillex, like, you know, fucking Ulta festival. Kind of, yeah. Like drink some buds and all that kind of stuff. But now it's actually kind of fallen more into the hippie category. I would say yeah, they're going back to, I almost uh, feel like the old, the, 90s vibe when they would do that was it yep. blur blur yep 100 percent. so is, I, I like uh, that i i make rave bracelets now and i wear them a lot but like <laughs> <laughs> but i i like that community in, in that way like yeah i mean yeah but uh so yeah man you know it's it's a cool it's a cool scene to be into but i think that it's time for some less repetitive music i'd say you know some actual because i feel like now it's turned into a tight beat contest in that world like it's whoever can like make the best variation of a drop that we've already heard so I'm, I'm really trying to switch some things up man with my new shit and even if it takes the entirety of the next year i just want to release some music that i'm really content with and like wow this is something i'm proud of um i don't want to just be another non-standout artist who does the same yep halftime bullshit so I'm, I'm taking some time and yeah that happened when i was a kid like you would uh hear like a a band that you really liked and it was just yeah, variations the of the same breakdown or same chorus and it was and it just kind of sounded yeah. like a copy and paste thing so yeah so you know uh, we'll see what it turns into I'm, I'm pretty curious to find out actually um it's it's kind of headed in the you know we were talking about this too uh, people are going back to the more melodic stuff in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, that's true. They're stepping away from the from the heavy bass, fucking melt your shit up type of <laughs> sound. You know, you like so. that too. But I think contrast is actually what makes music cool. Well, yeah. If you're just like, that's part of what I dislike about some of those shows. It's just heavy the whole fucking set. And you can't breathe because the bass is drowning you. Yeah, and at my buddy Rance, shout out to Rance. He made a good point on that too. Uh, Cause I was talking to him about how he prepares his DJ sets and he's like, 
yeah, throw it in there in small bits, but like you want push and pull, man. If you're just giving them the same flat line of like fucking in your bait in your face the whole time, you know, it's not it's not gonna be fun. Yep. So sorry guys, my dog is barking in the background and it's very <laughs> annoying. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> His name is Chili. He's a little small chihuahua, a little small black chihuahua that loves to bark. Lap dog. Yeah. I have three of them. <laughs> I have Chili, Max, and Nelly. Nice. Frickin- That's uh, honestly, man. Uh, my dog is com- could be compared to three different dogs. <laughs> I like your dog. Three dogs and I one. Love, yeah. I, I love your dog. I love your family. I love your dog. Like, you guys are all nice. <laughs> You're all very good, very Marley- good people. Hey, <laughs> right, thank you, man. I, I can wholeheartedly say the same thing about you and your family and your dogs, but my dog just uh, jumps on you specifically and Aaron. Oh my actually, God. It's been bit. so long since Marley jumped on me. Dude, when you next time you come over, like, you know, whenever this bullshit goes away, she's literally going to destroy you, bro. You're going to walk in the I'm threshold of my house and it, <laughs> she's going to eviscerate you. So many good times like spent in your room making like trap beats and like just nutting over like <laughs> when you put that Nexus Lip- melody over the <laughs> like, and then I would just be like, oh, shit, it's like things that would make you yeah. like nut in 2017. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, those I still I still make a couple of those every now and then. Like 808 Mafia, Tarantino type trap beats, you know. Those are the those are the shit that can never get over that stuff. <laughs> and it's not even like I can relate to any of it truthfully because again, I'm not I don't like live in a bad area and I don't sell drugs or tote guns or anything like that. So, much respect to all of that aspect, but it's just fun to listen to and and have a good time too when the brass hits come in the and best. fucking 808 the best is the yeah. brass hits. The little Kill Bill sound effect. Yeah. That shit's... <laughs> yeah. Anything like the... So. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about um, is where do you think... So kind of like, what's your like post-corona plan? Where do you think uh, Where do you think everything is going to be? And where do you want to fit in? What, what, what do you think is going to be the thing that you f- do when all this thing is lifted? Like, are you going to double down yeah. on music? Are you going to... What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Or what are you preparing to now and kind so, of stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so me specifically, I'm, you know, taking time to develop my sound during all of this and be ready to release some new music, hopefully soon. Um, and also I'm actually getting, getting a little more active on my engineering game for like rappers and stuff like that. Cause it's a skill that I already have and it's a source of income that I can definitely tap into and I can provide people with good mixes and stuff like that. Um, so post Corona, I'd say lots of music releases um and i'm going to be talking to my boys in down ironically in the city of corona <laughs> who put on um you know base events and stuff like that and my main goal is going to be performing music that i've made you know what i'm saying so cuz anyone can get up there and dj shout out to all the dj's i know but i want me personally i want to be performing out with music that i've created myself like 30 to hour and a half long sets of just my music um so that's that's where i'm headed with it uh i love performing out man it's it's a fun time and especially if you have a if you got a popping song out and you're a dj and you play that song and you just watch the crowd's reaction i'm sure it's like i cannot wait to experience that you know that's what i look forward to the most but what about you though what would you say real quick uh, you're trying to do this year shoot i mean flipping the tables i'm the i'm in me on the spot right now (laughs) well um yeah i mean i was 
kind of in the talks with like probably like I was trying to get like a manager going and trying to get like a thing doing mm-hmm. some stuff behind the scenes and I kind of just felt like I think at the end of the day I kind of run my stuff the best by myself and at least for now at least where I'm at like I'm not looking for representation right now although it would be nice if the offer did come to the table but like I mean as for now like um I have a couple new things coming out I have like some girls items some accessories in the works Mm -hmm. um and then we're gonna go straight into fall and winter which is uh big expenses and like things like you know bigger items warmer items things like that so it's it's yeah i mean you can do t-shirts but i mean ultimately people want to wear hoodies and things like that and those are the hot sellers i was about to say yeah i hope to see some hoodies from you from right absolutely want to rock that (laughs) people have been asking me because last season i didn't do a hoodie just because of financial hardships and of course uh, yeah they're absolutely but i'm in a different place now there's more money coming in now so um yeah so we're in a good place for that um yeah a lot of cool stuff coming out uh yeah i think i want to say like i want to do more youtube stuff um i kind of briefly started mm-hmm. the youtube channel like a couple of years ago yeah, we yeah, did yeah. that mukbang video Mukbang, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. shit and that was that was <laughs> funny and uh, but I want to do more uh, stuff like that, but it's kind of hard to get out and have someone film because I don't want to get anybody sick. Yeah, that's specifically, and you know, uh, touching on that note, the <laughs> the CDC was out there saying that they're hoping this all goes back to normal relatively close to a two year window. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking at one to two more years, ladies and gents, p- potentially. You know, obviously. I'm not hoping for that. I was reading that they th- that they think that's if nothing happens or something like if that's yeah. that's worst case scenario. But they've been saying worst case scenario. Dude, they also said like so many other things that didn't end up happening. Wasn't well, isn't that like best case scenario? Like one to two years? They're Is projecting really? like oh this yeah I think that's what they were saying. I don't know. I, I'll have to go back and reread it. But I'm pretty I'm not sure a complainer, that's so if what that's they're... what I have to do. I mean that's just like what I have to do. Like. <laughs> I have no problem wearing yeah. a mask and living like this. It's not really that much of a me neither. Big deal for me. Especially out of, you know, respect to everybody Absolutely. else. I am me. not like this uh, guy that's like waving around the American flag and telling people that they got to stay oh, outdoors. Yeah, no. It's just, or I mean that they got to stay outdoors and Go outside. be free yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not <laughs> you trust me. That's no. not my freedom. Doesn't mean I have like, I can't like, I, I don't know. My can't. freedom doesn't re- rely on me eating at uh, Taco Bell whenever I want. Like, you know, yeah. stupid. Yeah. You can't put others, you know, health at at risk for your own pleasure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit, yeah, that's just absolutely stupid. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see what you're doing, and I, I'm I'm excited for the both of us. I think this is going to be a good wrap to the end of the year. I think, like, I mean, we're we're pretty much yeah. coming up to the end of the year already. Coming up, you know, it's it's crazy being in inside this long. You know, I think that. I like it in certain aspects and it's different in others. It's got its pros and cons, just like everything, but it's, you, you do feel a sense of like, wow, really five months have gone by six months have gone by, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty wild, man. I've never, no one's ever experienced anything like this. It really is pretty cool. Though. It group, is pretty so. cool. Like in a way, like yeah. not obviously not the horrible aspects of it, but like the, of course, but, you know, for people like us, we're homebodies, you know, we, we like to sit home and yeah. work on our stuff and uh, pretty low key. Yeah, I think that I found more happiness in just getting my setup put together and like, you know, just chilling at home than I ever did. Like going out 
24 7 all that type yeah. of shit you and i are not working like, uh, all the fucking you and time. i are not like jake paul nelk and all those guys that have to like <laughs> yeah. be going out and and oh yeah dude fuck like oh shit i'm gonna fucking <laughs> board like water slide off of a fucking cock or something yeah. like i don't know <laughs> like, like i don't even know like you don't have to do things like that man like it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous like we're in the middle of a pandemic stay your fucking ass home no one gives a shit about your content yeah. like you're just a bunch of chads well there's still there's the I don't know if you've seen, they still go out and like film shit actively. Like right now they're traveling the country. Like (laughs) absolute fucking idiots. Like there's so many of those guys and this podcast is a good way for me to call all of them out. But even, even brands, there's a couple of brands that like that I see posting on Instagram. They're just living it up and having 700 people in their house doing house parties. And it's like, you know what? Suck a dick. I don't mind if, (laughs) yeah, dude, I Listen, I don't mind if you go out, but like at least wear a mask and try to be respectful. But like in all these videos I see, like even on my Snapchat, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but like I'll see people at fucking parties, like no masks. Full like, disrespect. You know, Fuck like, them. <laughs> <laughs> just like stupid, at dude. the end of the day, bro, you know, just wear a mask. Like, eat, okay, go have your party. But at the bare fucking minimum, the CDC is saying, put a goddamn mask on. I that's just it. don't think you should be just doing any one, of that shit. Like I, I don't. No, I don't think so either. But like, if you're going to, if you're going to be yeah, that guy, saying, wear yeah. a goddamn mask. You Stupid know? man. Like you and I, like we enjoy having our fun. But man, like sacrifice is an important part of life, man. It really is, and specifically when it's not just about you. Like when it's fucking the health risk of others, like elderly people. You know, yeah, all that. it's it's a lot more important. So ugly. But yeah, man, I really want to, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. This is, this is awesome. This Definitely. is awesome. And I hope we can do Definitely. some more stuff after this pandemic ends yes. and collaborate more and do more. I want to sit yes. and get mauled by Marley, your dog, and <laughs> make <laughs> oh, yeah. 808 Mafia oh, yeah. beats in your bedroom, just like old times. Dude, we'll be doing it with the updated gear. A little it's, IHOP it's a, coffee. It's a whole new setup oh, here. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Guys, his setup All is that. absolutely insane. Like, I have like a... I have a cool setup, but his setup is 10 times better. <laughs> and a uh, little more out of my wallet, too. <laughs> so don't feel too bad. Your, your wallet's probably more intact than mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just bought like a cool monitor. So, but that's probably the last purchase I'm going to be making for a while because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Definitely, bro. Of course, man. All righty, guys. Thanks so much for listening, though. Um, you know what to do. Uh, rate this podcast if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know what you do if you're on Spotify. So whatever you do when you're on Spotify, share it to your story. If you like what you're listening to, keep supporting, guys. Um, it's been really fun. It's always fun doing these. And uh, if you want to be on the podcast, shoot me a DM. If you do think if you do cool things, let's do it. All right, uh, take it easy, guys.